stream of time we have no long to stay that stormy clouds of blackness will turn to brightest day then let us all take a rain for we are not left alone the lamp of soon is coming to gather the jewels home next year my Seeking a city to come, the Lamb of Sur is coming to gather the jewels home. Picture my brother John, our trials soon be over. Our loved ones will submit, submit upon the golden soul. We are pilgrims and we're strangers here. We are seeking a city to come. The Lamb of Sur is coming to gather the jewels home. Sometimes the devil tempts me and says it's all in vain to try to live a Christian life and walk in Jesus' name.
We give you glory and honor. We worship you, Lord God. We thank you for all your goodness, for all your kindness, Lord, for all your mercies, Lord. You're still Lord. You're still our Father. You're still our God. You're still our Savior. You are there for us, Lord. You are our blessed friend and redeemer. Lord God Almighty, we worship you this morning. We thank you for all your kindness and for all your goodness, Lord. For the blood that was shed across the Calvary that keeps and maintains us clean. For the cross of Calvary, for the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the power of the Holy Spirit that you have given us, Lord, by your grace. Father, to give the church grace to prevail over the enemy to prevail over all his tricks and all his temptations and all his powers and all the gates of hell we thank you Lord God for your care Lord God for your with us Lord God you are leading us in battle and Lord God we shall fear no enemy we shall bow to no enemy because we bow before you. We bow before you in worship. We bow before you in adoration. We bow before you, Lord. We lift you, King. Hallelujah. You're the Lord of Lords. You're the Master of all circumstances. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The mighty conqueror. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Captain of the Horse of the Lord, you are the Angel of the Covenant, the Old, the Alpha and Omega, the Resurrection and Life, the Way, the Truth and Life. You are the source of life. You are our strength. The true vine. The root and no spring of David. The land of the tribe of Judah. The blessed lamb of God. Oh, the mother eagle. You're so good, Lord. We worship you this morning. We lift up your name above Every the name of Jesus by which we are saved and redeemed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
came down to redeem us. And now we know that we are redeemed. We are your redeemed children. Thank you for all that you are and all that you have done for and us. And for all you care and for all you Even this morning, Lord, as we are here in your presence, which presence is not limited by distance, it is not blocked by walls. We believe that it is everywhere your children are assembled this morning. In their houses, even those who made in bushes, wherever they are, we know and we believe that your presence is there. And whatever is happening around the world, you are still Lord and you are in control. This morning we ask you to speak to us. Anoint this service with your presence. Heal the sick Lord. Raise the fallen Lord. Encourage the discouraged. Guide and instruct us Lord. As the word goes forth, Lord, let your presence shed everywhere and meet the needs of your people. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you so much. Yeah, thank you for loving God. And thank you for serving Him. Uh, those of you who serve Him with all that is in you. And serve Him day and night. Regardless of the challenges you're going through. Yeah, may the Lord bless you mightily. That's what it means to be an overcomer. Uh, when we say overcome, when we say when we say to overcome, it means there is a conflict. And then one wins. And now we know they are overcomers of this age. Whatever is happening or whatever will ever happen. God knew it will come against the church. But again, he saw at the end of it all. A group of overcomers. And even he gave them a reward. And the reward for the overcomers of this age is to sit with Jesus Christ in his throne. You know, because they are the bride of Jesus Christ. And the bride and groom sit together and live together and 
share all life together. So God saw you overcoming. No matter how many will fail. No matter how many will fall by the wayside. They are overcomers of this age. I want to claim that and say I'm one of them. And you have to claim it. Amen. So, um, as I told you before, that uh, the lockdown should not hinder anything of the kingdom of God. Satan has no power to block God. Jesus said, Upon this rock, I'll build my church, yes. and the gates of hell will not prevail against yes. it. Yeah, you've seen us before uh, baptize people here. You have seen us with couples. For the sick, and God heals them. Uh, everything is going on. And we must worship God. Even in our homes, wherever we are, worship Him with all your might. Amen. Amen. Yeah, let nothing hinder God. In you. And as I've already said, that this situation came to test us. The true believers and those who have just been hanging on, but not part of the body. Those who have been hanging on like ticks, they have to fall off. But the true bride will become stronger and stronger and more and more like Jesus Christ. Amen. So uh, I want to advise you now a certain strategy of preaching the gospel, winning souls. Uh, you know we are preaching on Radio Kabozi. And soon we shall be preaching on other radio stations. And God bless you all that support Evangelism. For it must continue, it must go on. And we are co workers with God in all this. So you could hire a public community radio. Yeah, called, called community radios. Yeah, they are always cheap. That minutes or an hour can go for 10,000. Take the advantage of the program on Kabozi. So that uh, you, 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 you 
get our community ready in your area. Yeah, I agree with them to always uh, connect Kabozi to the uh, radio so that that community can hear the gospel and God will bless you for doing that yeah we must go on serving God actually we should serve him uh, more than we have done before yeah, because we are in the last round of the game. That's very true. So there is no uh, time again to go lazy around. But we must be uh, serving God with all that is in us. And uh, uh, there is a car to dedicate. And the keys are here. We thank God for the provision. Amen. Amen. This is uh, to Brother Cloud. And his family. We thank the Lord for this. There is another car that uh, was, is supposed to be dedicated. Uh, God is still God. Even these circumstances, He's giving us good things. You know, for the believer, he, you have no reason even to complain with the world. For your help comes from above. Yeah, Paul said, my God shall supply your needs according to his riches in glory. So our God cannot be blocked. We just need to know that uh, we are walking with him and serving him rightly and his blessings will follow. He says, I'll open the windows of heaven. Did he say windows or doors? And I'll pour to you blessings. And you have, and you lack room. He said you'll be head and not tail. He said you'll go out blessed, you'll come in blessed. You'll be blessed that all nations around you will know you are blessed people. Now what can hinder that blessing? Nothing. No government, no disease, no economic crisis, 
Can hinder the blessing of God. Amen. So let us pray dedicating this car. Heavenly Father. Uh, merciful and gracious giver of every good gift. We thank you, Lord, for providing a car to Brother Cloud and his family as a means to quicken their work and their services to the Lord. We pray that you keep and protect this car against robberies. You said you shall rebuke the devourer and keep it from accidents and from every mechanical problem. Let it serve them long and efficiently. Grant it, Father. Let it be used for only the glory of God. We pray, Lord, that you protect them and protect the very with the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, Brother Bram said if I was going to plant potatoes this morning and I'm told he's coming tomorrow I'll go on and plant tomatoes. So did he say yeah, I think it was, it was potatoes or tomatoes. If I was going to do my investment tomorrow, is coming this week. It's better to find when I'm working and doing something than to find me doing nothing or having put my money on the account. So I'm not just uh, making you to be excited but if you are ready and you know you are you're prepared and you're ready for to start a, a family it's a blessed thing it's a responsibility that uh, we are given by God to have to raise families that he may have a seed that fear the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, let us turn to the book of first, Second Kings chapter 13 we shall begin with Verse 7. For a short, simple uh, sharing. 
Oruecho chetugendo gabana ke chimpi atenga changu. Let us read, let us begin with verse 14. Basakaba ke choku vidyesula ya kuminasatu katani kile kulinyore kuminenya. Yes. Amen. Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness whereof he died. And Joash the king of Israel came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Amaziga, na yugira anti chitange, chitange. Amagali ka Israeli, nabasajja, be abibagala, embalasi. And Elisha said unto him, take bow and arrows. And he took unto him bow and arrows. Elisha na mugamba anti, dila omotego nobusale, nadila omotego nobusale. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thine hand upon the bow, and he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hands upon the king's hands. Nagamba kabaka wa Israelinti, teko mukono guo kumitego, naguteka ko omukono. Elisa nateka emikono je kumikono ja kabaka. And he said, open the window eastward, and he opened it. Then Elisha said, shoot, and he shot, and he said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria. For thou shalt smite the Syrians in Apwek till thou have consumed them. Nayo geranti gulao edirisa eriebu vanjuba. Nari gulao awerisa nayo geranti lasa nalasa nayo geranti akasale kam kama akobulokozi Kekasale akobulokozi eriobusuri kubanga olikuba abasuri mu afeki okutusa luoliba malao. And he said, take arrows, and he took them. And he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground, and he smote thrice, and he stayed. Nayo geranti, dirobusari, nabudira, Nagamba kabaka wa Israelinti kuba kutaka na kuba emirundi esatu na rekerao. And the man of God was wroth with him and said, Thou shouldest have smitten five or six times, then hardest thou smitten Syria till thou hadst consumed it. Whereas now thou shalt smite Syria but thrice. Omsajja wakatonda na msungu walida na yogeranti wandi kubie mirundi etano oba mkaga. Kale wandi kubie obsuri okutusa lo wandi zikiriza na ika akano olikubo obsuri emirundi esatu joka. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. 
Amen. Let us pray again. Heavenly Father, we give you glory and honor. We don't want to forget those who have sent in their offerings. May you bless them, Father. And prosper them according to your word. Even these scriptures that we have read, may you shed the inspiration upon it, Lord, that from it, Lord, we shall find the the will of God for our life. And that we may find a point of strength and victory over our enemy, the enemy of our souls. Grounded Father, in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, in the last three Sundays, or to this being the third one. I remember I preached a message that I called man shall not live by bread only. And then the, I followed with another one that said the danger or the price of neglect. And uh, this morning, I'm going to share with you what I've called the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. But the context in it is doing the right thing with zeal. Yeah, we have to be fervent in doing the word of God. Amen. That's what we want to look at. Now, I believe and I've uh, observed that that's the problem around the message people. Yeah, we have everything that it takes to overcome the devil. We have everything that it takes to have a revival. And a great revival. This message is very dynamic. It's the greatest thing that God has ever released on earth. It is greater than Moses' revival. It is greater than even Paul's revival. Because the final move of God it is when heaven releases all that it has. Brother Brown said if he was asked by God in eternity before time unfolded if he showed him his plan of how every age is going to be from the time of Adam 
to today and asked him to make choice when he wanted to live on earth. Brother Branham said he would choose to live in this time. Brother Branham he said this is a, a supreme age. He said it is an age where time is blending with eternity. He said it's the most wicked age than any age in history. And the power of the devil are very difficult to fight than in any age. It is an age when all hell is turned loose upon the earth. But also when hell breaks loose heaven breaks loose. He said when the enemies are coming like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. So God's standard depends on the devil's uh, uh, flood level. The level of the flood from the from hell determines the standard that God is going to raise. So in this age, it has the highest and the climax of all that hell could release. And therefore, God has to release the highest. So the world is in the maximum of wickedness. It can never be more wicked than it is now. Today it is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. It is worse than what it was in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, there was a lot of immorality. It is not worse than what is going on today. In the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, they had the sodomy life. Homosexual life. But today it is worse. It is worse. And this is an age where people have uh, that uh, what they call to make gender choice. And someone says, may I never chose to be a man. I just found myself a man. 
And so I was denied a right. And you wonder who denied them the right. If they know that there is a God who determined who we should be, then they should fear him. But if they believe there is no God, then whom are they blaming? You can't blame, you can't blame just nature. So is it nature that now you choose? Surely there is a God. And God is higher than you are. And then send me and I have a choice. How to make my own choice. What I want to be. Praise the Lord. Now that level Sodom did not reach it. Sodom of a man going to hospital and asks to be turned to a woman. Or a woman going to the hospital and asks to be a man. They never reached there. Sodom never reached there. And many other things. So, so that since uh, there is such a level of wickedness, that is how much the level of godliness. That is how much God has released the greatest, the highest. There has not been a, there has never been a prophet. Of the, of the level of the prophet we had in this age. God releasing the highest of revelation. The highest of the power of God. The highest of gifts. Like he did in the life of William Branham. People who are associated with him. Like uh, Osborne. I don't know whether he really knew what he was talking about. Yes, but he, anyway, he knew it because he looked at the supernatural, only the manifestation of the power of God. He said from the time of Enoch to today, there has never been a prophet that God ever used in a mighty way apart from the Lord Jesus Christ like William Branham. Yet Brother Branham told us that God, Jesus chose to do mighty works in his ministry. In Brother Branham's ministry. Than he did in his own ministry on earth. In his own earthly ministry. He said in one service Jesus does uh, miracles. Miracles. That are 
greater than all the ministries that he, he did on earth recorded in the Bible. And he's there and a half years. He would do it in one service of William Branham. That is Jesus Christ doing. But Beyond more to the miracles. We look at the scriptures that God fulfilled. Because in the time of Daniel and all other prophets, there are things that God hid from them. And he referred to the end time. Daniel, Daniel saw the seven standards and he was told not to write them but to seal them to the end. And then John also the, the revelator he saw seven standards he had them utter the voices he saw exactly what what it is. And when he was about to write, he was, he was told, don't write. But in the time of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to, uh, to, 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 to make his trumpet, all mysteries shall be revealed. Shall be finished. All was being sent to the end time. In the time of the seventh angel. And now Revelation 10, 1 down to 7 says, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. We could read we could read there. Revelation 10. From the first verse. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. Clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was as it were the sun. And his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open. And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. And, and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth and when he had cried seven thunders uttered their voice. And when the seven thunders uttered their voices I was about to write I had a voice from heaven saying unto me seal up the things with the seven thunders uttered and write them not and the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and saw by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therein are and the earth and the things that therein are 
and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be be time no longer. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he has declared to his servants the prophets. Now look, this whole thing has happened in our age. The mighty angel who came down from heaven closed with a cloud and a rainbow upon his head and his face we are as, as a sun and his feet as the pillar of fire and in his hand a little, had a little book open that mighty angel has already come down. And he had to come down in the ministry of the seventh angel. This little book open, John talks about it in Revelation 5. Amen. Amen. As a a book that was in the right hand of God. And there was no one on earth. No one in heaven. No one beneath the sea. Who could touch it. Look upon it. Not open it. And John wept. Because it's the title deed of redemption. When you don't have a title deed, you have nothing to claim. So it meant without this book being opened, the whole human race is lost. So that's why he wept. And his weeping did not last long until one of the elders told, comforted him. Weep not John for the Lamb of God. The Lion of the tribe of Judah has prepared to take the book and to lose the sins And then he took the book and then the next, the following verse, chapters, he opened the book. He revealed the seals. And every seal that he revealed, something happened. But all this was done in simple form. But now in Revelation 10, that's when he comes down with the open book. No longer sealed. It's an open book. And and he sends it to the seventh angel to declare it. Amen. Amen. 
to reveal all the mysteries that are there. All this has happened to our age. That's why I'm saying God has released everything that he had in his kingdom for our age. This is the age of the uh, manifestation of the sons of God. And when we talk about the manifestation of the sons of God, even as the scripture says, that all nature is groaning and travailing, desiring to see the manifestation of the sons of God. And when, what does that mean? That means uh, the condition Adam was in before he fell and he controlled nature and his word had creative power like the power that God is what has. And now Jesus is the second Adam. But now us, in our day, nature is groaning, travailing, seeking to see the manifestation of the signs of God. God. Adam was given a responsibility to bring forth these sons. But he failed. He failed. But Jesus Christ, the second Adam, will not fail by giving us the second birth. And then, trained by the Spirit, we come to the maturity, which is now the manifestation of the sons of God being given full authority as matured heirs, matured sons of God. That is when a believer stands in a position of authority to govern, to control the Father's economy. God's economy and His word is as powerful as His Father's word. And that means a believer who is in a stature of His Father, the image of His Father, empowered by His Father, entrusted with authority by his father that his word is as good as his father. Imagine that now. You reaching a, a, a level where your word has power like the word of God himself. That whatever you speak we come to pass. No wonder, no wonder the prophet preached a message he called. Why cry? Speak and go forward. In other words, I've already equipped to you. I've already given you power and authority. All heaven is behind you. Don't cry. Just speak. And whatever you speak 
will take place. Now that is the age we are in. That is the climax of this move of God, the last move of God on earth. That is the church God is coming to take. That's why I'm saying God has released the and that's why the prophet said you would choose to live to be born in this age. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There's never been an age like this age. There's never been an age of full revelation released to man the whole counsel of God the whole mind of God like this age that we are in to combat the stubbornness of Satan on us in these last days. But now what is failing the church? What is failing the church is to surrender totally. Is to serve God and follow the word and live the word with it Total surrender. Total devotion. Total zeal. Total zeal. Total there is a minister friend. I've heard him a number of times say. He visited a church in South Africa. And when he reached that church, a few weeks to his visit, there is a woman who had visited the church. Some old woman. That woman had attended the meetings of the prophet in South Africa. William Branham. He witnessed such a power. Such a such manifestation. That left her shocked. But he did not know that that ministry has a following. You see, in that time, there was a, that evangelistic association who would uh, organize with different denominations and they would receive him. He had not brought the message in its fullness that was going to call out the bride and separate her from denominations to follow the message. But that was the, the plan of God. 
So he walked among those people. It was not even possible to know that there will come a a, a people who are called out by that ministry and follow in particular that ministry. So, that woman learned that is just few years ago. She learned their people in South Africa who follow the ministry of William Branham. So she came in a great expectation because she was still remembering what happened in the ministry of William Branham in South Africa. Let us have a pause on that story a bit. Let me give you another part. There is a, a man who was the mayor of that city. I think he was called Jackson something. He was interviewed by one church in America. And he was giving the story of what he witnessed in the ministry of William Branham. Actually, he's the one who commanded in one evening that uh, all the crutches and all the, um, the, the wheelchairs and all clubs people that have been dropped people have been healed they be loaded on trucks lorries and then the police you know leads police the police band Playing only belief. And seven trucks were loaded to the top as they followed uh, the police band in Durban, South Africa, playing only belief. All things are possible. So when that man was uh, interviewed, he said, the ministry of William Branham shook South Africa. Everywhere. The new God has visited South Africa. And multitudes thronged from far and near. But the, 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 the gathering used to be too big. That you could not come near to where this man of God was. That people would stop in two miles. They could not come close. But the power of God kind of made a, 
a circumference. And people would throw crutches in two miles away. Now imagine somebody who witnessed such a revival. And that woman now comes to a message church in South Africa. Having heard that William Branham has people who follow him. She expected that kind of a God. That kind of an anointing. And when she came to the message church, it looked so ordinary. It looked so formal. It was like any other church. And she left very, very disappointed. If that woman visited our church, she would be as disappointed. Or any other church. That revival sparked the fire that made Osborne. That made all Roberts. Robert. That made all Maurice Ruh who died the other day. That made Maurice Ruh who died the other day. Made many others. And even the Pentecostals of Uganda. That you know have manifested some degree of miracles. They got the fire from those who got it from William Branham. The miracle healing revival of the 20th century. He was the father of it. He led it and it lasted many hours. But God's intention was uh, to call attention to cause attention that people can hear his voice. That the bride can come out from the world. And be gathered around this revealed word. And follow the same pill of fire. To eternity. This is the third exodus. But just like the first and the second exodus, the power of God never ceased with a messenger. Who was the leader of the first exodus? Who was the leader of the first exodus? Moses was. But when he left, did the power cease? No. God told Joshua. The generation of Joshua. I will be with you. As I was with Moses. Those are people who went around the walls of Jericho. And Jericho was crumbled. That is the church. That preceded the ministry of Moses. In his absence. When he is already. God. The pillar of fire did not leave. Who led the second exodus? Jesus Christ. And when he left, did the ministry 
ministry ceases, he said, I will be with you. I will never leave you. The Bible says, he continued working with them. Proving, confirming what they preached with miracles that followed. Whereas there was one Jesus troubling the devil, raising the dead and making cripples to walk and open blind eyes. Now there was Peter, there was James, there was Paul, there was John, and many others. Multiplication from the from one ministry, so many ministries now, from one seed, so many seeds now, doing the same thing. That's how it was. What about in the third exodus? Why should the power cease when the messenger goes? Why? There is a problem here. There is a problem. Now, when all the main reasons or the leading reasons is how we slothfully take this message. Leslie Carelessly. And the devil has planted a lot of false teachers. In this message, who keep just referring to us to the ministry of William Branham. And every godly thing they tell us it is for Pentecostals. Joy shouting speaking tongues Pentecostals. Healing and gifts of the Holy Spirit is for Pentecostals. Everything is supernatural. For them, they say, it's word and word only. And that has disarmed the bride. And you find people no longer pray for they have no reason even why they should pray. They don't fast. They don't have even a reason why they should pray. Since there is no God for them. There is no supernatural for them. And now the worst, the worst devil is what has come telling ministers there is no, you cannot preach this message. You just play tapes of the prophet. Now why should we, why should the preacher even pray? Why should he seek the face of the Lord? Do I need inspiration to press the button and play? So you find the devil is working very hard to take all the supernatural 
The spirit of God using the bride to take it from you, the bride. And you just point to yesterday. That's where the problem is. Now, let us go back to this scripture. The Bible has told us this was a time when Elisha was sick. And it is the sickness that took him. And I think it was realized that he's going. And then this king of Israel and that was a time when Israel was uh, highly troubled by Syria. So before the prophet goes, this king wanted to know the will of God about the prevailing problem over the oppression of Syria. So he went to him to find the will of the Lord. And as he entered there, Elisha told him, get those arrows. Bring them here. He brought them. He said, lay your hand upon them. Put them in your hand. The king put them in his hand. And then also the prophet held them. Now the hand of the prophet of course represented the hand of God. In other words, the hand of God is upon this weapon. Which weapon God has given you in your hand. He has put a weapon in your hand that will help you to overcome the enemy. It's not by power. It's not by mind. But the spirit of the living God. God is with you. He told him shoot them through the arrow. Through the window. For these are the arrows of the Lord's deliverance. He shot them through the window. He told him, go pick them. He went and picked them. He told them, smite the ground with them. He smote the ground thrice. And he stayed. And then the prophet was very rough. How can you be lazy? How can you be slothful? To the only opportunity that we have to defeat Syria. You should have smote the ground five or six times. And they would have defeated 
and Syria forever. But now that you have smelled it three times only, those are the only times you are going to defeat. The rest of the times, Syria will remain a problem. Up to today, Syria is still a problem Syria to Israel. Because of what Joas did. Knowing what to do, giving a weapon to use, anointed by God, inspired by God, and then he does it with a lazy heart. Very slothful. And that's, uh, that teaches us something today. We have been given the word. And the Bible tells us to follow it with zeal. But people are too lazy to follow what they have been given. The powerful weapon that have been given. Now look at what the prophet says here. And brother, that's what the matter with the church today. The reason we don't see visions and have just a little narrow-minded thought is because we don't pray long enough or do something long enough until the Spirit of God comes into our midst. So why we don't see visions is not because we are not born prophet. Someone will tell you because we are not built that way. Prophets are born with an ability to see visions. And they want to tell us there is only Brother Branham who was made to see visions. In but people saw visions even before why the reason we don't see visions? You know every man and woman. Every believer. He has access to Jesus Christ to speak to him. God can talk to you. If you stand before God long enough, praying and seeking the face of the Lord, God will speak to you. Amen. 
It shall come to pass in the last days upon my spirit upon all flesh. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will have dreams. That is the promise, the promise in Joel. So he said, we have just a little narrow-minded thought. In other words, we don't have broad revelation. Broad experience. Broad knowledge of God. That comes by experience. It's because we don't pray long enough. He didn't say we don't pray. But we don't pray long enough. If you ask these young men and these women, do you pray? They say yes, sir. Have you prayed before you got to sleep? Yes, I have prayed. But ask them, how long did you pray? Five minutes. That is no prayer. That's no prayer. Jesus came to his disciples. He found them sleeping. He asked them, can't you stay with me? In Even for one hour. Even an hour. At least an hour. At least an hour. And he walked them. Pray. They enter not into the temptation. But to us, everything should be done by God. And by predestination. And by foreknowledge. If he knows that I will overcome, I will overcome. Everything we are blaming it on predestination. But Jesus is telling his disciples. If you don't pray long enough. You are going to fall. You are going to fall. You are going to fall into temptation. Just overcome the temptations that are coming your way. Tomorrow, there is coming a big temptation. And your victory is determined now. This night, how long we are going to stay on your knees. Pray that he enter not into temptation. Where is the foreknowledge here? Where is the predestination here? Can we be better teachers than Jesus? Can we be better pastors than Jesus? Jesus is telling the church, you are 
go into the rapture will depend on how long we are going to pray. You are being a foolish virgin or your or a wise virgin is going to depend on how long. How long how persistent you're going to be in prayer. That's what is going to determine your ability, your strength to overcome the temptations that are coming your way. Young woman, hear this. Young man, hear this. In this moment, we are locked in our homes, not coming to church. Not being babied and spoon fed. And yet the devil is active. The devil is very active. Today, Pentecostals, they are kind of demonstrating against the, against the government. And I don't know whether I should join them or not. <laughs> I don't know whether they are the ones right. Oh, is the government right? This is a very confusing situation. But I want to agree with them that we as a church we can put the principles of uh, you know healthy principles than Owino and Jikubo and in buses and in taxis if the nation knows that they cannot do without Chikubo and without buses truly they are right because that is where we get food. That's where we get food and everything. And they know they are essential. We cannot live without those places. However risky it is. If they had the mind of God. They would know. We can also not live without fellowship. It is as essential and more essential than the things that support flesh. Because man shall not live by bread only. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There is something about fellowship. That's why Jesus said, where two or three shall be gathered in my name, I will be in their meetings. The devil said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the there is something about the house of the Lord. And the Bible says, never forsake assembling together 
as the man of Sam is. There is something about assembly. And God told Moses, gather the people that I may feed them. There is something when people are gathered. So, we need to assemble. I was telling you, I don't know who, who to support. Should I also put on a, a chikutia? But is that the way oh, a pastor should demonstrate? I think I should just pray. But surely, at the same time, the government as unbelievers, kind of people, they also have a reason. Let me tell you people. Yesterday I met a lady here who was preaching the gospel. And actually she had told me that she will come today for baptism. And she was asking. But pastor. Do you believe truly there is coronavirus? She's even doubting. Ugandans are even doubting. Coronavirus is there. Just in our neighborhood. Huh? Mm. We were chatting this night with a with a pastor there. And he said, he said uh, in Kenya it is uh, it is spreading like wildfire. And the hospitals are overwhelmed. Imagine where they, they are approaching 10,000. And more than 100 people have already died. And that's just a neighborhood here. If the borders get opened, us and them we shall be at the same level. When the government puts restrictions, they are doing a noble thing. Yes. So that's why I'm saying I don't know who to support. Because this thing is really deadly. And it's, it's moving. But what again I'm saying, church is a very essential service. To the soul of man, even to overcome that wicked enemy. And we as church people, we can put those restrictions, those measures in practice. Then even Chikuba. Kenya, they opened churches the other day. They only put it as a condition. They said, the young children should not go to church. And the elderly should not go to church. And that is also very difficult. Because they said it's 60 years and above they they shouldn't come to church. And most pastors, even my, many pastor friends that are of mine, they are 60 and above. But now, say, give an example of speckled bird. If they put such a restriction, speckled bird is about 300 members. 
And if we say, let us divide ourselves in three groups. A church that has been sitting 300. And the balcony has always even been empty. We all fit here. If you put 100 people here. And they have masks. And they have sanitized their hands. That is very safe. Very safe. And then another group comes after that one. And another group comes. So instead of stopping the whole thing. And unites the Find ways of having it safely. Amen. Amen. We can have church service in a safe way. A good distance from one another. We come with masks on our nose and mouth. And then we wash our hands before we enter. That is much safer than Owino, Chikubo, buses, taxis. No kusingo, wino, e Chikubo, kulinya bus, ne taxi. And other places. Nebi fevida labio, na. So, no lwecho. One pastor was reasoning very wisely. He was saying in this, the close of churches. Between God and Satan. Wakati wakatonda ne Satan. Who is happy? Ani musanyufu. Who is laughing? Is, is God benefiting? Over Satan. Or the devil? Satan is the devil is happy. There is power when we come together. The power of God that gets released to support us. Because man cannot overcome by his own strength. He can only overcome by the power of God. So when we come together, God releases his presence. Amen? But now, when we are scattered, the devil has a chance now. To follow one by one. And was told. By the game reserve people there. The story is about wildlife. When a lion wants to wants prey from the buffaloes, a herd of buffaloes, and he wants spray. It cannot confront them. They fear them. Even if they have two or three, lions, they fear hard of them. So what they do, they make a trick to scatter them. They scare them. And 
and they scatter. And when they have scattered, now they have a chance. When a buffer is one, it is weak. Now, they are some animals like uh, among the buffaloes or the cobs or the deers or those they, they graze in groups. And why they are in groups is protect themselves against the enemy. And I was told one can misbehave. A butter, a buffalo, or a, or a deer. And when a deer has misbehaved, they excommunicate it. It's very amazing what takes place in the wild. You know, uh, the guide giving us the story told us, we met one deer that was alone. And we, we could see another heart of them afar. But this one was here alone. And he was very nervous. And we asked, what, what happens there? Because now that one has been chased from the group. They have their discipline. Even they have uh, they have couples among them. So one like that male could have crossed another to a wife of another one. And when it does that, the rest. Isolate it. They chase it as a punishment. That's why it is there alone. Now, why is he so nervous? It is so scared of the predator. Without the company of the rest. It is scared of the predator. Nervous, and also, among the buffaloes, there are those they call losers. You find a loser bull. And it's alone. You know, every herd, every family, it has a master bull. And it's the husband to all those women there. When a young girl is born, then it will first fight from that young one as it grows. So when this one has aged, it cannot manage the fight from the young bull. It overcomes it and chases it out of the family. And then it has to live alone. It cannot dare come close. 
And when it, when it comes war, so you find it alone. But they don't stay alone. They look for other losers. Because there is that hard and that hard and that hard and that hard. So the bull that lost in the other hand and the bull that lost in the other and the bull that lost in the other they come together and you find a hard of bulls like five ten they are only bulls they are all losers. And they are very friendly to one another. They have no reason to fight. There are no females to fight for. They are all losers. And they form their fellowship. Fellowship of losers. And still that fellowship is about protecting themselves from the predators. If that's what it is among the animals, what about among people? The devil like scattering us. And when he finds you alone, you're finished. Keep yourself in the company of God's children. When the devil steals away your son, or your girl, and links her in the group of unbelievers. He is finished. Oh, she is finished. The devil likes that. But it's the will of God to keep God's children in the company of God's children. There is power there. When you see your child this isolating herself or himself from the serious group in the church. Because we have those serious groups. By the way, I was... Uh, I had it on mind to commend and to encourage. I just forgot it now. It has come to my mind. Like here we have a group. There is a mountain up there. Huh? Beside us, here. They normally go to that mountain up there. Yes, they practice very good social distancing. Each one on his own in his caboose. And they pray. I hear even with Deacon Katende. And Kefa. Uh, no, 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 not Kefa. Alan. That group. They pray every evening. And after that. They gather. Still with giving a distance. And they speak to one another. They share fellowship. After that, they leave. Every evening, 
What a commendable thing. I would be happy if I saw my child in such a group. But the devil doesn't want Christians to be in a serious godly group. If he will not take your child completely into the group of the worldly people, he will make your child a friend and a team with the lukewarm. With the church joiners who are no good who can be good partners in crimes partners in evil and one who protects the other they have their secret this one protects the other and the other protects the other when you do that you are finished Find company with God is children and with a serious children. Amen. That is how God works. If we put it in, in animals, what about us? The Bible tells uh, uh, types that the devil with a lion. Rolling, rolling lion seeking who he may devour to whom resist steadfastly like how the animals keep protect themselves from the predators in the world. In their fellowship together. Even us, his fellowship is so helpful. Oh. Amen. I believe on speckled bird, God has given us grace and I pray that grace remains. Although there are people we are not in touch with, we don't know how they are faring. But there could be some others that are falling in this many months of the lockdown. But the course of the week I received a call from a from a pastor who told me all his believers are gone. <laughs> and, all, and even his chief deacon. He is a prominent person in our conventions. And he is threatening to leave the place, the village where he is known to go another place where he can marry an unbeliever and stay there. Can you imagine? So people are falling. But who is falling? Well, they are to that. At the same time, we have those who are getting strong and strong. 
Amen. Amina. They're getting more firm. They're praying better. They are reading the word of God. They're listening to the tapes. They are praying. They are trimming their lamps. And their lamps are burning. They're on fire for God. They're saying, Come, Lord Jesus. We are tired of this world. This world will not recover. No way. It's all going to come back to normal. It is gone. It's gone. Our hope. Is the new world that is coming. And I saw a new city, Jerusalem, coming down from heaven as a bride adorned for her. Husband. That is our hope. The garments are gone. The economy of the world is gone. Everything is rotten. This is not home. This world is not my home. This is not homely. This is not a place to stay. Amen. So let us continue with this. Why you are failing church? He says, Agamba, we don't pray long enough. That's the problem. That's what is the problem. Why those that are falling are falling. Those who are failing and indulging in scandals are going on. When you lose the battle on the knees, when you lose the battle in the prayer closet, you have already lost it in the field. Pray that he enter not into temptation. The victory you get on the knees will give you strength to overcome the temptation in the office. If you lose the victory in the, on the knees, these men were tired. They had a reason to sleep and slumber. They were tired. Even Jesus knew. I said the spirit wants. But the flesh is weak. But now. At least. At least. Try. At least pray together with me. At least for Though you're weak in the flesh. And then he left them alone. And he said, okay, sleep. The Bible said that he walked a small distance. That a stone threw away. And then he knelt down. And then he prayed. And then he repeated the same words that he prayed. And he was persistent. It is no problem to repeat the same words until when you get victory. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We used to sing the old fashioned song. Till tears ran down their cheeks mm. and sinner got saved. Even before the preacher got to the platform. Pray enough. Do everything long enough. Even when you are singing. Sing enough. Worship enough. Clap your hands. Sing. Dance. Until you end in the spirit. Let the fetters begin to break. Before even you start praying. There is power in praise. But people want to someone lead us in a song and then someone leads them in a formal song. They sing it cold and because they can turn the pages of only believe hymn book. And where they, they open. They start there. They sing that song. And another one. And two are enough. And then sons of leaders in a lot of prayer. They lead them in the prayer. Good night, everybody. You go to sleep. They have not worshipped in the spirit. They have not prayed to end in the spirit. Everything is cold and everything formal. And that is to those that really even dare try to make a home family altar. We have couples that have never prayed together. I know what I'm talking about. I've been, uh, I've, I've sat in those uh, family, you know, disagreements. And you find a sister choosing the brother. We never pray together. He just goes to sleep. No praying. Because I really pity some. I really pity some. There are even sisters who got married when they were spiritual. But ever since they got married, they fell. Others ran into marriage. But woe unto you. Marriage is very good, honorable, and mighty. But it is good to take heed where you enter. It is good for some marriages that they were never entered into. You can you are better off without it. Better than getting married. Satan is son. Oh Satan is daughter. And they become a problem to you. And every time that person is the doorway to the devil. Imagine you. They don't pray. You, you were praying but for them they don't pray. 
And if you have a prayerless person, they will bring those spirits of prayerlessness unto you. The person who used to wake up at night and pray, you can no longer also pray. The one who used to fast, you can no longer fast. You can't pray anymore. What comes next, this prayerless person, you will hear stories that they fell. He fell with a woman. Forgive me, I fell with a woman. Forgive me with a musician. I, I fell with a musician. Forgive me, I fell with a Forgive me, I fell with the Rwandese. Forgive me, I fell with the Congolese. Forgive me, I fell with a, a Mogishu person. <laughs> he falls with anybody as if he was sent to fall. How will you get victory? When you really see the sister is in fear, Pastor, I am afraid. This man might bring sicknesses to me, diseases. Those marriages. I, is that marriage important to your life? Huh? When we tell you to pray, watch where you are entering into. I'd rather you rather not have certain kind of marriages. Brother Branham told us so well that you can receive hell on earth here in marriage and still you can have heaven here on earth in marriage. And he told us that a woman you're choosing to marry or the man you're choosing to be a wife to he, he, he can he can make your destination. Yes, sir. Let us continue with this quote and wind up. Maybe on Friday, maybe Sunday, when we meet again, we shall start from there. Because I can't finish up everything. But today we have Jesse, the old ritual. Cut and dried program. And brother, that's what the matter with the church today. The reason we don't see visions and have a little narrow-minded thought is because we don't pray long enough or do something long enough until the Spirit of God comes intermeshed. Sing long enough. long enough. Read the word long enough. We used to sing the old fashioned songs till tears ran down their cheeks. And sinners got saved even before the preacher got to the platform. Amina. 
But today we have the old ritual. Cut and dried program. Yeah. We don't want to take long in church. You know we have a program at home. Why do you make programs on Sunday? We got to go through this and that and the other. I'm afraid we are grieving the spirit of God away from us. Don't you think so? Certainly is. I remember the old nights of the Methodists. All reading of it, rather. When they first came here, Asbury and John Wesley and them, Asbury, John Wesley, when they were called holy rollers themselves. Now you Methodists. In these big fine churches. Don't want to believe that. But they were. That's right. And your pastor, your founder, John Wesley. Was a great believer in divine healing too. He even anointed his horse with oil after it broke its leg. And got on it and rode it away. That's what he did. That's in his own notebook. I have it. Yes, sir. He was going to pray for a woman. And the horse fell and broke its leg. He couldn't get the horse up. And he seen the horse... The horse's leg was broke. Took the cruise from his pocket. Anointed the horse. In all, jumped on his horse and rode away. That's what. Preach that in the Methodist church today. They throw you out of your out. They throw you out your door. But that's what got wrong with you. You let down the bars. The ship got out and the gods got in. And that's where your church got. That's exactly where we are standing today. What we need today is not a new theology. What we need today is a good old-fashioned St. Paul's revival. And the Bible Holy Ghost back in among all the churches which will bring back the power of the living God to the church again. That is true. That's what we need. That's what the church needs today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let me stop this quote here. Amen. 
just not to uh, take very long to tire you. We shall continue with this thought. The arrow of the Lord is deliverance. We shall start from there. People want to say, the elect will come. They don't want to work. They don't want to make things happen. They think God will do everything for them. It cannot happen. They are seeing and when the battle is over, we shall wear a crown. Who is the fighter here? In this battle, who is the fighter? It is you. Hallelujah. Sure, I must fight. If I would reign. Yeah. You have to fight. You can say, God will do it. By his foreknowledge, by his predestination, if he is to save me, he will save me. You must fight if you are to overcome. He has told you what to do. Do it. There are great quotes for this someone I've not written them. We shall read them next time, God willing. Like one where Nathaniel told David. That says the Lord. God is with you. Do all that is in your heart. You have to do. You have to fight. Praise God. Victory will not just come on a silver plane. No. You can lose it. You can gain it. Depending on how determined you are to fight to do something to persist work out your salvation with fear and trembling pray temptation is coming pray that you enter not that you fail not and when the battle is over, we shall wear a crown. We shall wear a crown. We shall wear a crown. And when the battle is over, we shall wear a crown. In the new Jerusalem. And when the battle is over, we shall wear a crown. Yes, we shall wear a crown.
going to ask you wherever you are at this moment to kneel down on your knees and speak with the Lord speak with the Lord at this moment speak with God at this moment the Lord has spoke with you now speak back to him I believe the Lord has warned you in one way or the other the Lord has taught you something speak with the Lord speak with him make some commitment to him tell him I don't want to remain the same I've been Lord I surrender from this time on I'm not going to relax on things I'm not going to compromise I'm not going to be slothful about the things of God. I'm going to follow them with a lot of zeal. I'm going to serve you with all my heart. I'm going to pray long enough. I'm going to fast long enough Lord help me to have a day in every week to stay in prayer I'm going to start that Lord help me not to be sleeping the whole night but I have some hours in the night that I'm going to spend in the word of God reading and in prayer I'm going to have hours where I switch off my phone and hold my Bible and read it I'm going to read message books. I'm going to listen to tapes of the prophet. I'm going to live a dedicated life. I'm going to turn away from that company. I'm going to turn away from the group. I'm going to associate myself with the devoted people of God who can add value unto me. We are going to encourage me grace in the spirit. Tell God he has not wasted his time speaking to you. He wants to help you. Speak to him. Repent of the conduct that you have had. Control the conduct. 
The Bible said, tear your hearts. And not your garments. Call a lamentation. Let the priests of the Lord stand between the altar in the pillar and say, Spare your people. May you have mercy, Lord. May you have compassion. May you be kind to them, Lord. And Father, Lord God, visit us once again. Visit us with a revival. We long for that old time heartfelt religion. That heartfelt religion. That's what we long for. And we plead, Lord, and we pray. That you remember us, Lord. We have heard in your word, Lord. That you are kind. That you long suffering. Take long to anger. And you forgive all those who turn to you. Father, we turn to you, Lord. Have mercy upon those who are pleading, Lord, for mercy. Have mercy, Lord God. Give us a chance, Lord. To pray long enough. The arrows with strong hands and determined hearts and zealous hearts. Help us now, Lord. Help every brother, every sister, wherever they are. In this country. And other countries, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to fail them. This 
trial that is going around the world. Our altars are full of dust. The mourner's bench is dusty. The judges are grown with weeds. Have mercy, Lord God. Everyone with you, Lord. Let our hearts not grow weeds, Lord. For you walked with Daniel even in Babylon. Daniel in Babylon Watambulana ye. And you caused him to to exploit. You caused Sadrach Mesa Abnego, your faithful servant. To stand firm and strong. They did exploits. Because we can thrive if we stay with you. Even in places where pastor is not. Even places where brethren are not. We can still walk with you. And we explore. Help us, Lord. Help your people, Lord God. Forgive us. Forgive our wrongs. And beast us again. Once more, Lord. Where is Amanigo? Murundi Gunoguka. Remember us, Lord. Do not pass us by. Remember us, Lord. We cry to you, Lord. We want to you, Be kind children. Be kind brothers and sisters. There is something in the world we are missing. The world has cast a spell over them and tantalized them. It has got their attention and it is deceiving them.